Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex, and I believe the most listened to food podcast in Texas. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Our guest today, it's rodeo time and stock show time in Texas. So we're talking about where to eat around the rodeo, before the rodeo, after the rodeo, on your way to or from. And, you know, a lot of people don't know it. The closest restaurant to Dickey's Arena is actually just west of there. It's Winslow's Wine Cafe. So our guest today, Joe Barry of Winslow's. Hello, Joe. Hey, Bud. Hey, Steve. Good seeing you. You know, do, do you get a lot of cowboys drifting your way? And do they drink mostly Cabernet or Pinot? Believe it or not, it depends on what show's going on over the stock show. The uh, When it's Cutting Horse, those are the the Mercedes of the horse shows, so they drink the big cabs. Uh, but if it's, it has anything to do with bull riding, it's cold beer and pizza. You know, I know that everybody goes to the stock show for corny dogs, but you know, a lot of people are looking for a place to go for dinner before the rodeo or for a, a get-together, regroup as a family after they've gone to the rodeo or the stock show. There are about four or five nice restaurants around Will Rogers. You know, first of all, there's one in Will Rogers. Riata at the rodeo is in the Amon G. Carter Exhibits Hall. Riata comes over and does a full lunch and dinner restaurant, beer and wine, steaks. They do a full restaurant inside. Then kind of just outside, there's a Piola, is a nice Italian restaurant, uh, cat a corner from the Amon Carter Museum across the parking lot. Uh, Michael's is a real favorite on 7th. Michael's Cuisine is uh, Southwestern Steaks and, and Cuisine. And you know, has been a real rodeo go-to for for 30 years in Fort Worth. You know, there is a, a nice restaurant in Cafe Modern where you can go for lunch or on, for dinner on Friday night. And then there's Winslow's. And Winslow's is just west of Dickey's Arena on the other end of Crestline Road in the 4100 block of Camp Bowie and what used to be the Hillcrest Texaco, then Eastman's Hillcrest Texaco service station. We, you know, Joe, is, it, is there any other city where... All the good restaurants are in old gas stations, you and Ellerby and, you know, all the ga- gas stations become good restaurants. You know, I, I spent seven years in Tulsa. One of the favorite restaurants there was a gas station, too, that I used to go to. So I didn't have a clue I was going to open one up in a gas station, but it seems to work. It's the, the, well, the right size for a perfect place. Well, for people who aren't familiar with Winslow's, tell us a little bit about what it's about. And, and Steve, uh, you know, let, right. let Joe tell us about Winslow's and then uh, ask him something about Winslow's there. So, Joe, tell us about Winslow's. Absolutely. Winslow's is, uh, we're coming up on our 14th year. This is June 14th. Um, it obviously, if you don't know anything about Winslow's, I named it after my dog Winslow. Um, it is, he's been gone about six years. He had his last meal here. And, um, I, a lot of my charity work I do for Tarrant County is all for Tarrant County dogs. I do a Winslow Memorial. Um, one of the things I wanted, uh, cause Winslow's is kind of a, a nice neighborhood Winslow's is in. I realized right off the bat, as I wore slacks and ruined a lot of dress shirts and the slopping food around, um, I wanted to make it for everyone. So I love that you can come in here. I started wearing jeans and boots and a T-shirt some nights, but I like people in flip-flops, spurs, and tuxedos. And that's what Winslow's is all about. Some people still to this day walk in, bud, and say, oh, you serve food here. So, um, which is kind of neat because we got newcomers coming in 14 years later that live just down the road. Um, wood fire oven pizzas. Very eclectic. Uh, if you want a good burger, a good steak, if you want a nice salad, uh, it, it's a little bit of everything. It's uh, definitely diversified on our menu and a good wood fire oven pizza, too. Yeah, and then you have a wine shop across the street. I do. I um, I opened up Winslow's Wine Cellar. Uh, Winslow's Wine Cellar opened up, I guess it will be four years this June as well. And it's, uh, uh, it's strictly a, a cellar for uh, retail wines. 
but we also do a lot of tasting over there. And uh, before the pandemic, I try to do wine tastings once a month and tie in a dog charity of DFW. So they would have Basset Hounds one day, one to four with wine tastings and uh, Chihuahuas the next month. Uh, just a different dog. And we'd sell tons of cases of wine and probably get five or six dogs adopted every time we did it. So it was a cool thing. And uh, it's really neat over there. Steve, so, you had some good food there. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, you know, you don't think of this at a wine bar, but uh, but yeah, that that uh, that's the pulled pork, isn't it? Yeah, that is the pulled pork with coleslaw on it. And, and we change our menu up, uh, Steve, twice a year. We do a, a and obviously with pandemic, it's been thrown off a little bit. But as we're getting back up and running, um, we do a, a fall winter menu and we change maybe about six to seven items. And then uh, we do our spring summer menu. So we're just out with our winter menu. We always add knowing that it's rodeo and stock show time. So as we did the, uh, you know, the Stupakio peppers uh, and also the coleslaw in the, uh, <laughs> on the pulled pork sandwich, we get a little bit more uh, Texan um, for the month of January. And, uh, and so those are why these items come on the, in, the, in the month of January. We bring these guys on. Now, for people who are saying, well, I went to Winslow's a few years ago. I thought it was a pizza place. Explain kind of the transition of Winslow's. It was. It actually, you know, it was almost uh, for the first, bud, the probably the first five or six years, you know, we were probably 65%, 70% alcohol, and we had wood fire oven pizzas and salads. Um, we've been voted uh, 10 years in a row uh, best girls' night out. And it's not because it's uh, a place where you go to meet girls. It's We made it a safe haven for women. On a Monday night, I could have 130 people in here and 125 more females. So we're very protective of that environment to make sure it's nice to them but over the time the the chef i hired uh, that food took off and i say it was about four years ago we transitioned into a restaurant with the full bar and and not a bar with some some cheese boards and 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 you know salads and and pizzas and uh we just taken off there so now we're probably 55 60 percent food and 40 percent alcohol and that's great. We, we truly turned into a restaurant. It wasn't by design. It just happened by the, what the people do. And we really focus on that. We listen to the neighborhood. Steve? Uh, so uh, what about parking? We, we talked about that before. That's a great one, Steve. Uh, yes. It's, and that's always going to be an issue for every restaurant owner. You know, that, that, you know, it's a majority of us that have that issue of parking. Uh, the ones that have a big parking are fortunate. But um, we actually, uh, one of the things I did with the city 14 years ago when we opened, um, for me to get the community behind me and the neighborhood association, I promised to give free valet. And we truly mean that because uh, people try to come in and say, I don't have any money. And I said, no, it's free valet. And um, and that's what we did. Um, and, and so that helps us out a great deal. I rent three lots around here. I've been renting for two of the lots I don't even use, but I don't let them go. Because you know, if I have to pay $100 a month for 20 spots right down the road, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to those because parking's golden. So we don't have. It's funny because it used to be a major issue, but since um, Uber and all these you know transportation companies came out, um, my valet lot's never been packed and filled like it used to be, where I have to run down the street to park cars. And it's just because so many people now have paid for rides that bring them here, and it's that's been awesome for us. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I park great. on Crestline Road. Yeah. I don't. I I laugh about people who think parking is a problem. So I, I I park on Crestline. It's not a problem. Steve, I talked over you. Go ahead. No, that's okay. You just, so you just drive up to the valet and they'll take care of it, and you can go in and have a pulled pork sa sandwich with now 
what wine pairs with pulled pork? Uh, yeah, what, well, it's a what are the big orders? What's that? What are the main things people order? I, we don't want to get hung up on the pulled pork. What well, are the main well, things people always, order? Always, you know, it's funny because when we change our menu, we do a PMIX report of, you know, the items for the last six months. And um, always, you know, we separate our appetizers, our salads, our pizzas, and our entrees. But no matter what, the number one uh, item for 14 years has been the Winslow salad. You know, and you shrimp on it, chicken on it, uh, or or a, a, a steak on it. But it's got pecan in it, and it's just with the cheeses and stuff, and it's just been the number one seller. It it has not long, lost the throne. Um, so that's huge. And then the pizzas are, are big. It's a one-size pizza. It fills up two people. And um, uh, But other than that, the salads probably, I'd have to say, and our hummus, our hummus and cheese boards. We've had those. Um, our number one pizza, obviously, is the Jim Bowie. I named it after Camp Bowie. When I moved here, I was like, what, what's Camp Bowie named after? And when it was explained to me and the camp was right here, um, I was excited to know all of the history about it. So we did a little jalapeno barbecue sauce, chicken, and it made a good a good Texan uh, a pizza that sells big here. Joe, are there any other things that come to mind when you talk about where to go eat around the stock show? Do you go in and get a corny dog or do you get a... a do you go down the street to Taco Heads when you're not at Winslow's or where do you go around the neighborhood? You know, it's funny. I, I'm such a West Sider over here. Um, and I always joke that if I have to cross over Montgomery to go downtown, I look at hotels around Montgomery Plaza because it's too far of a trip. Because uh, I just stay out here and support all the local restaurants, like you said, from Michael's all the way to, you know, to, to Ridgely and all that area. But um, we are still under trying to understand, bud, what, what the Dickies Reign is going to do for us. We've known that certain concerts... Like if it's a Kiss concert, it doesn't affect us. But if it's a James uh, Taylor, um, it's funny because uh, we're like tomorrow. I looked at the books uh, before we got on air here, and um, it is funny. Normally, our dining room fills up 637-ish, but there's six reservations at 5 o'clock. Those are all rodeo people. And it's funny, like when there's a concert at 7 o'clock, you have all these hands go up, check, 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 because they're all running to Dickie's. And, and that's it. Now, if they come back, it all depends on, like, if there's a concert. I, I know they have some highlighters this year, like Clint Black and stuff. So it all depends on you know, who's playing after the rodeo. And we'll get to understand if they're going to come back for an afternoon, uh, after night drink or not. But it's definitely the early reservations. Are, they're coming here for dinner before they go to Dickie's. And we'll remind everybody that for late night dining, uh, Rogers Roundhouse down on Rogers Road, the kitchen is open until 2 every night. So if you're out after the rodeo, if it's too late to go to Winslow's, uh, I think and I think Taco Heads might be open a little later than uh, Rogers Roundhouse is open until two every night. Uh, Taco Where's Heads, Rogers? I mentioned they have added some new weatherproofing uh, around their patio on Montgomery Streets. Taco Heads has uh, had some improvements now for the rodeo. Some of the other casual places that I usually talk about, families go to Nizza Pizza down on University and get some, you know, real cheap pasta and pizza, and you know, have a family style order, and people can. Can load up on that. I know that's pizza competition. I hate to talk about it. You would oh, not Joe, at all. They're, <laughs> they're 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 serving a different market down there. Uh, well, like Dave's Craft Barbecue. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying. But like you said, the three people from Bobby at Piola to Mike with Riata to Michael at Michael's are all good friends and colleagues of mine. And we we go back and forth. If I can send stuff his way, or they back and forth, we're we're colleagues and we we help each other out. You know, there's a new uh, one of the Texas Monthly Top 50 Barbecue Restaurants, Danes, D-A-Y-N-E-S, is at 6th and Foch in the uh, Lola's Trailer Park down there. They're open for lunch Friday and Saturday, Sunday. So if you're coming to the stock show, you want to see some of the best barbecue in Texas. It's not too far away at Danes. 
uh, the, with Fred's gone, I think people are going to be wanting to know where to get a burger. And Rodeo Goat will probably pick up a lot of that business. So Rodeo Goat down off Lancaster University, uh, just east of the stock show grounds, uh, will be busier than ever. Rodeo Goat, I noticed, has online ordering and, and pickup. And Joe, by the way, you, I should mention, well, there's two things we should mention right now. First of all, we need to give the address again because people are probably wondering where is Winslow's. And I'm going to go off the top of my head as a West Side kid and say 4101 Camp Bowie, I'm pretty sure is the address. Is that right? That is correct, but it's 4101 Camp Bowie, right in between, halfway between Hewlett and Montgomery, right on Clover. Do you have online ordering and drive-through pickup? Are you still doing that? We 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 do have pickup. Um, we do not have online ordering as of now, um, but we're revamping okay. that with the new staff we have. Um, right now, our hours are a little different than they were prior to COVID, but we're 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 closed on Mondays right now. But our our team is looking at uh, February first reopening on Mondays. But I just it's good for everyone to have a day off. But we're four o'clock. We open Tuesday through Thursday. Kitchen closes at nine uh, bar at 10 and then Friday, Saturday, four to 10 kitchen, four to 11 bar. And we do brunch Saturday and Sunday, 1030 to two. Steve, what am I what else am I forgetting as far as places to go around the stock show or at the stock show? Um, do we the uh, Curly's is over there, too, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got past me. You got, down the road. you got Lucille's down the road here um, in the original. They're icons of the West Side. Um, which yeah, are I think for, for Mexican food before the rodeo, people go to the original. Uh, a lot of the really older crowd goes to the Polito's down by the railhead. But I think the, the, sure. uh, the, the originals probably does that. And the original actually does a lot of steak business, too. They have they have uh, steaks before the uh, before the rodeo. Uh, Steve mentioned Curly's. And we just all kind of passed on. Steve, tell them what you need to know about Carly's. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I, of course, I get the hot dogs. That's a cool thing too. <laughs> but uh, and uh, the uh, and then they have the custards too. So that's kind of the two things I go there for. But it, it's amazing to see uh, in the summertime, right when the, you know May, April, April, May, June. Uh, my wine cellar is literally fifty yards from Curly's. And the cars that stack up on Camp Bowie getting that. Uh, but it's also bad for me because it's 50 yards. I can walk out the back door of the cellar and get me a nice hot dog, uh, Nathan's hot dog from there. And that's not good for me, by the way, Steve, it being so close. <laughs> you can get a nice uh, coffee custard. But, you know, you know, Joe, you can get the, uh, and I know some people are going to roll their eyes at this, but they have the plant-based vanilla custard, too that only has about half the, the fat and calories and, and I did not sugar in it. And you can get all their swirls and, uh, uh, you know, their, uh, their uh, you know, all, all their ice cream dishes, splits and everything made with that plant-based vanilla. And it's really good and a little less guilt-inducing. It's, uh, it's some of the best, uh, you know, lower fat, you know, ice cream out there. It's not really ice cream, but it's... It, but I forget the owner's name. I know when I opened up the cellar, the first day it opened, I had a staff of four over there, and he came and introduced himself, and he brought custard for everyone. So he did it all my staff. Really good. Curly is Burke Harvey, who's a local Jason's Deli franchisee, but he has uh, Curly's Custard, and then he has Rogers Roundhouse, which I mentioned earlier. And gotcha. at Rogers, they sell Curly's ice cream sandwiches. They have uh, home-baked cookies packed with Curly's vanilla custard, and they sell them at Rogers. And then Burke also will be opening the new hamburger place in Westland, which is initials that I can't remember whether it's RDs or PTs or WDs or, but he'll be, uh, you know, joining to open the new hamburger place out on Camp Bowie West. So uh, 
Burke's got quite a few little different restaurant ventures going. Uh, you know, well, it it is really easy to leave. You know, we leave Winslow's and then we go to Carly's and get a pint of the flavor of the month to take home and keep in the freezer just for emergencies. Just so we have a little, <laughs> just so we have a little Carly custard there just for emergencies and in case we need it. It was amazing during the hot weather in January and over Christmas to see that it was the, the middle of December and there were lines more than a block long to go to a frozen custard stand in Texas. So. Oh, it's amazing. It, it blows my mind. I, I thought there was a wreck at first because cars were past my restaurant packed up to go Curly's in the summertime. Um, Joe, yeah. you've got such a fascinating life story, and I, I really have not really introduced you to the people. Please introduce yourself, uh, what you did before. And I know you as uh, Joe's a golf guy, uh, and that's the way I usually sum it up. But tell people a little bit about it, what you're doing before Winslow's. Well, I'll try and wrap this up inside 45 seconds. Um, I started out um, at, you know, University of Arkansas, grew up in East Dallas by White Rock Lake, uh, went to high school down in the woodlands. My parents retired down there, youngest of 11 kids. Uh, went to, uh, after that, I went out to California and got involved. Uh, I started out as a bellman, bell captain at the Woodlands Inn, then manager of guest services. And then I was an account executive. Then they transferred me to a resort in Santa Cruz. I was a sales manager there. I went down to Ojai Valley Inn outside of Santa Barbara and became director of sales of a senior PGA Tour event back in the uh, 90s. Went from there as the director of operations on a senior tour event in Toshiba down in Newport Beach. Director of sales in Kanapali, a senior event in Hawaii, Maui. Uh, then I've been announcing for 25 years the uh, first tee at uh, the celebrity event in Tahoe, the NBC celebrity event. So I'm the guy on the first tee that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, let's give a Tahoe welcome. So, uh, yes, wow. I, I've enjoyed that. And I was tournament director of the LPGA in Tulsa. And from there, I became president of the D-League. Um, when Commissioner Stern started up the D-League, um, he started with six teams. And my boss was the president of the Indiana Pacers. And I was the president of uh, the Tulsa 66ers. And I was affiliated with the five NBA teams. And uh, Joey Meyer out of DePaul was my coach. And then I uh, drank a little wine in front of a chimney with my nephew. And he talked me into coming down to Fort Worth, where my dad was from. And opening up a wine bar, I thought, yeah, so that, that's how that all happened. That's where I ended up here, bud. Was this back when the Fort Worth Flyers were in the league? Was that? They were. We, we played them in a championship. I actually flew down uh, uh, with one of my clients uh, that was a sponsor of my team to, to Fort Worth. Uh, and unfortunately, the Fort Worth Flyers beat us in the championship game. Uh, but, you know, I had a good dinner at Del Frisco's before we flew back to Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, people don't know that some of the Maverick Stars later used to play in Fort Worth with the Flyers. That was a a brief Amazing. little minor league basketball team we had here. It, one of the greatest moments would be, be when uh, after a game we played uh, in Tulsa that uh, Coach Joey Meyer and I would walk in the locker room and uh, tell someone that, hey, uh, Houston Rockets just called you up, you know, and the next day they're on TV, uh, you know, playing. It's it, it, it really such a cool thing to, to give that news to a player because they've been working their yeah, whole see, this, life. This but, is great. I knew you were a golf guy. I didn't know you were a golf and basketball guy. So. I was not a basketball guy. When they called me, I said, you got the wrong number. <laughs> and they tricked, me, they tricked me into flying. He just said, well, just please fly to Memphis, the Grizzlies game tonight. We're having a, a national meeting for all, all basketball teams there in a suite. And I walked in Steve? and Commissioner Stern walked up to me and just shook my hand and said, I hear you're my guy in Tulsa. So I couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you have any other questions for Joe? It sounds like we better all go over there for wine club. Yeah, I, I was like, just hearing your description of what you used to do, how did you back into the restaurant? business you know my nephew had a company here in fort worth and um he was building starbucks around the uh, country and i consulted on a few up in tulsa when i was with the nba 
And we went to a grand opium of a buddy of mine opened up a champagne bar right around the corner of my house. And we went down there and walking back, uh, back to the house, we lit the chimenea and he said, why don't you come down work for me? And uh, I'm going to sell my company and let's open up a wine bar. And I just thought it was two relatives drinking wine in front of a chimenea. And next morning I shook it off, but he called me up a week later and said, uh, you know, you got five games left on your uh, schedule. Why don't you move down here after that? And, and I did. And we started uh, Winslow's Wine Cafe. I bought my nephew out about five years ago, but we still, you know, we're like brothers. We stay in touch. Joe, this is great. Thank you for telling us what about what I have to consider a well-kept secret in Fort Worth on the west side. And that's Winslow's Wine Cafe, 4101 Camp Bowie, three quarters of a mile from Dickey's Arena, really the closest of all the nice restaurants uh, to the rodeo arena. And, and uh one of several nice places to eat or have a drink to or from the stock show. Steve, you have any other questions? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, good to see you, Joe. Thanks. Until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. Bud. And Steve Wilson.